Amen. Well, if that don't bless your heart, <clears throat> your blesser may be broken, and uh, that was mighty good. Uh, verse number 12 is our text uh, this morning, and the context is God is preparing the children of Israel to go into a land He has prepared for them, a land He wants them to enjoy, a land flowing with milk and honey, a prosperous land. And he says to them in verse number 12, Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt. He said, when you get into all the blessings you enjoy, he said, I want you to beware of something. He said, I want you to beware that you forget. I don't want you to forget the Lord because it was God that brought you out of Egypt. It was God that gave you the blessings that you enjoy today. I'm going to preach on this subject, the importance of remembering. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help me as I preach. I don't have time to complete all of the message this morning, but I have time to do exactly your will. And I ask that you would guide and direct my thinking, my words. I pray that our attention would be given and would be given on purpose. The Holy Spirit would have free course in our service this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> Almost 300 times in the Bible we're taught something about uh, remembering, about memory or the importance of remembering. The lesson to remember our Creator God and certain things is taught from the beginning of the Bible all the way through to the end. The Memorial Day holiday is one of the most pure and reasonable holidays to me of all federal and national holidays. I'm always concerned that holidays are used as an excuse for selfish things rather than what they are intended for. And uh, today uh, we're reminded, or tomorrow we're reminded, uh, to remember uh, and remember those who have paid the price for uh, our freedom. And I can never uh, stress that too much. And in a world uh, uh, that uh, the society is confused, our culture is confused, uh, may we teach our children uh, the truth about our great nation. Throughout the Bible, we're taught of the importance of remembering God. God told them to build monuments. And when your children ask, what's that monument for? You can tell them, here's what God did and the reason that monument is built. That was built to remind you of the power of God. Songs were written, sermons were to be preached, lessons were to be taught to cause them to remember. Let me give you just a few of the verses throughout the scripture that talk about the importance of remembering. Isaiah 46 and verse number 9, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Deuteronomy chapter 8, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee, and to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. In the New Testament book of Acts chapter 20, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak, and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. He said, don't, don't forget this, remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give 
than received. Sometimes we get to the place that we need to be reminded uh, while it is a blessing to receive. It is. He's not saying it's not. He just said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Memory helps us when we're reminded of the words of Christ. Uh, back to the book of Psalm, chapter 77, verse 11. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. Not just what God's done for me today, but what God's done for me in the past. Don't forget what God did in the days of old. Uh, Paul wrote to the church at Corinth and he said this, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. The communion table here, the words uh, uh, written, this do in remembrance of me. If you study that phrase as it was given originally in the Greek language, it's interesting to see uh, the translation. It would include the word amnesia or don't get amnesia. Don't forget me. I'm the one that saved you. I'm the one that gave you a home in heaven. I'm the one that forgave you of your sin. I'm the one that put joy. Excuse me uh, while I preach if you don't mind. Uh, and uh, I'm the one that gave you the reason to joy and to smile and to have gladness even in church on a Sunday morning. I'm the one that did all of that for you. And he said, don't get amnesia now about me this do in remembrance of me. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, uh, Solomon, uh, he wrote these words, remember thou thy creator in the days of thy youth. Young people, young people, listen to God. Remember God in the days of thy youth while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. I want to give you four reasons today why taking time and effort to remember is of great importance. You might want to write down four words as I go through the message this morning. When we remember, when we remember, first of all, it causes us to praise Him. When you remember how good God's been to you, you just want to stop and say, thank you, Lord. But if you don't remember, you go through life without praising Him. But when we take time to remember, when we remember Calvary, He did all of that for me. When we remember Pilate's Hall and all of the false accusations that were hurled against him. Uh, when we remember Calvary and he could have called 10,000 angels to set him free. Uh, but he did not do that. He died for you and me. When we remember that, when we remember that he arose uh, for our justification, it just makes us say, wow, praise the Lord. When we remember. So there may be work in remembering, but the result is it causes us to praise Him. Listen to the words of the psalmist as he wrote in Psalm 63, verse 5 and 6. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. The psalmist said, when I'm in bed and I think about the goodness of God, I, I've made trampolines out of motel beds. Just me and God. I have. I wasn't allowed to jump on the bed at home when I was growing up, so I got old enough, I'd get me a motel room, I can jump on the bed if I want to. And my mom's not here, and if you tell her I said that, I'll deny it. But anyway, when I think of the goodness of God, now if you made yourself think about where you were lost in your sins, headed to a devil's hell, 
and you realize that God gave you something that's undeserving that you're not worthy of. He didn't give it to me because of me. He gave me salvation because of him. When I think about that, it makes me praise him. Just like at a funeral, when we have the funeral of a loved one, what do we do? We remember their life. We remember a mother, a father. We remember their sacrifice. There's a warming in our heart that we want to say, boy, I sure appreciate mom. I appreciate what dad. You, you, you forget the negative. You forget the difficulties. And you just say, thank you. You see, remembering causes us to praise. When Israel remembered what the Lord had done for them, they praised him. Whether it was seeing a monument that their forefathers had installed or built, or whether it was a song or a sermon, it reminded them what great things he had done. For example, the parting of the waters of the Red Sea and what God did to bring them out of Egypt is the most mentioned story in the Bible. When I look at the history of Israel and I see that God brought them out not by their military might or their wisdom or their ability or their talent. It was just the will of God and they obeyed him and he brought them out. No weapon could be formed against them. No army could be great enough. And then when I read the history of America, I read that we did not have the supplies needed. We did not have what we have today, but we had something then we don't have today. We had a faith in God. We had a willingness to live and die for our nation, and we had decided I'd rather die than live in slavery. I'll, I'll give my life to have freedom for my children. And dear friend, when I remember what God has done for America to make it the great nation that it is, it makes me praise him. Remembering the soldier, the price paid for our freedom, causes us to say thank you. I'd like to say to the whole nation today, turn your phones off, turn your video games off, and think for just a minute of the price that was paid here and on foreign soil for us to have the freedom to get up and go to work every day and work a job and to keep what the government doesn't take. <clears throat> And the freedom to go to church on Sunday morning and worship God. And, and the freedom to go and you realize the price that was paid. All of a sudden you want to stand up when the Pledge of Allegiance is played. You want to put your hand over your heart. You want to thank God for the American soldier. Two weeks ago I preached at Gospel Light Baptist Church in Hazard. And I saw my Sunday school teacher that taught me in grades 7 and 8, Brother Steve Johnson. He's on a cane now. He's still mean, feisty. And, uh, and he was in Vietnam at the, from the end of 1969 to the beginning of 1971. And I remember when Brother Steve Johnson came as a young American soldier to our church in the 70s unsaved. And I remember when he walked the aisle and trusted Christ as his personal Savior. God, God got a hold of him. He gave his life to God. 
And I'll never forget a series of Sunday school lessons. Our church had grown, and we actually were having Sunday school in, in, in a bus. Our, our Sunday school class met in one of our, our buses. And Brother Johnson began to detail and tell us young boys in grades 7 and 8 of the price that was paid and the difficulties that they faced in Vietnam. He told the story of a time when 10 men went in reconnaissance work and he said of the 10, I was the only one that came back. That tough old soldier's lips began to quiver and he said, I, I want to praise God for saving me. And when he came to Ephesians chapter 6 and he said, when God says put on the whole armor of God, I want to tell you, you don't want to go into spiritual warfare missing a single piece of that armor. And I remember for a long time, and I still think of it today, he said, when you get up in the morning and you have the opportunity to put on the whole armor of God from the helmet of salvation to your feet shod with the preparation of gospel in the, of the gospel of peace, you don't want to go into battle without putting that on. And I remember as a boy learning to put on the spiritual armor from a soldier that had served to give us the freedom that we have in America today. You see, when you think, when you remember, it'll make you say, thank you. When I remember the Lord, I praise him. Second of all, when I remember the Lord, it caused me to repay my debts or pay my debts. The psalmist said this, Psalm twenty-two, twenty-five: 25, My praise shall be of thee in great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. You ever have a friend ask you if you can, if they, if, if you'll help them do something? Maybe it's move. The only regrets I ever have of buying a truck is for somebody to find out about it that's moving. It's one of the curses of owning a truck. One of the reasons I've been the pastor here 31 years, I hate the thought of moving. You ever have somebody, maybe a child, that asks you, Daddy, could you do this or could you take me here? And you say, I, I, I don't really feel like it. Right now is not a good time. And they say this, you promise. I forgot. But when they remind you of a promise, you pay your debt. I told one of the fellow back there joking this morning, I got a note from a collector it said this is your final notice and I wrote back and said thank you I'm tired of you aggravating me about this <laughs> they, send, they send reminders because we forget now I want to make a statement right here if you don't get anything else I want you to get this one of the reasons we need to remember the Lord is to remember not only the promises he's made to us but friend, look at me. We need, to make, we need to remember the promises we made to him. I love to hear the sermons of God's promises to me. But I've made a few promises to God myself. And sometimes God has to rattle my cage and say, Hey, you remember what you said? Here's what the psalmist said in Psalm 61.8, So will I sing praise unto thy name forever that I may daily perform my vows. You know what he was saying? When I sing about the goodness of God, it reminds me of how much I owe him. Paul said, my life given to him is only a reasonable service. 
when I think of what he's done for me and has given me eternal life, I could give him this temporary life that I have as reasonable service. The psalmist said in chapter 63, verse number 13, I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows. Psalm 116, verse number 14, I will pay my vows unto the Lord in the presence of all his people. When we remember, it calls us to pay what we have promised. It calls us to give what we said we would do. And we need to remember the Lord. And we need to remember not just the promises we've made to God. What about promises we've made to previous generations? What about the statement, we will not forget? What about a spiritual promise you made to dad or mom before they departed from this life? Sometimes it does us good to turn the games and the TV off and all the noise of the world and just remember not just the promises of God to be, but my promises to him. So remembering helps us. It helps us to praise him. God wants us to praise him. Remembering helps us to pay our debts. Number three, it reminds us to keep God in the right place in our life. In our text here in Deuteronomy chapter 6, he was saying to them, you're going into the land. And he says in verse number 6, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them uh, thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand not a tattoo of worldliness but a reminder are you still with me this morning but a reminder that God is my redeemer. And so he is saying, when I remember him, it helps me to understand God should not be on my love list. He should be number one. The first commandment is this, thou shalt have no other God before me. I want you to turn your Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 31. I used this in a lesson I taught on music this past Wednesday night and the importance of good godly and gospel music in our lives. But Psalm number th or, or Deuteronomy chapter 31 in verse number 19 Moses is meeting with God for the final time. This is their last meeting. And in their last meeting and of course when we're meeting with someone and we know it's the last time we're going to see them we, we think about what we're going to say and our, our words are important especially in a meeting like this between God and Moses. And I want you to look at verse number 19, the instruction God gives Moses, Deuteronomy 31. Now therefore write ye this song for you and teach it the children of Israel. Put it in their mouths that this song, notice the wording, may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. Why? Verse 20. For when I shall have brought them into the land which I swear unto their fathers that floweth with milk and honey and they shall have eaten and filled themselves in waxen fat then will they turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my covenant. You know why a lot of folks are not in church today? They don't need God anymore. 
They're not in trouble today. They don't need God. Everything's fine. They've waxed fat on all the goodness and blessings of God. Notice what he says here in verse 21. And it shall come to pass when many evils and troubles are befallen them that this song shall testify against them as a witness. For it shall not be forgotten out of the mouths of their seed for I know their imagination which they go about even now before I have brought them into the land which I swear. Moses therefore wrote this song the same day and taught it the children of Israel. You know what he was saying? They're going to forget me. But songs are not forgotten. When you get a melody, a tune, a truth in your mind, you can't forget them. There are songs you wish you could forget today. But there are songs. He said they won't forget a song. So when they get to the land flowing with milk and honey and they enjoy all of my blessings and they're waxing fat and said, I'm glad God brought us out. We don't need that God anymore. This God lets us do whatever we want to do, so we're going to serve this God. He said, I want you to write a song that reminds them, that reminds them of the God that brought them out. Let me give an illustration. I don't know if they still do this or not. The last Major League Baseball game I went to, usually John and I go and spend a tradition, his birthday in July, and we've seen some good games of, uh, around his birthday in July. We've seen Reds win and last inning home runs. And At the end of the seventh inning, I think at the end of the seventh inning, they sing God Bless America. They still do that? Did they do that yesterday? Some of you went to the game. They didn't do that yesterday. Did they, they used to do that all the time. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Did they just do it that game or did they sing God Bless America? Anyway, they did that one time I went. <laughs> and I was standing there in a stadium. And they began to sing God Bless America. Land that I love, stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. And I stood there and I saw not pictures of Christianity. And I thought, if they listen to those words, they're reminded it was God that made this the nation that it is today. Businesses come and businesses go. Dynasties come and they go. Rulers and empires come and they go. But my God is still on the throne. And he said, I want you, Moses, to write a song to remember what place I should have. And I'm preaching to you today that God ought to have first place in your life. Nothing ought to come between you and your relationship with God. And we ought to be faithful to prove not only to ourselves and to God, but to others that God has first place in our life. That's why we go to church on Sunday, the first day of the week. We give God the first day, the first hour. We put him first in our life. That's why we ought to read the Bible in the morning time because we put God first. Now, when you remember what God's done, it'll make you put him in the right place. Let me give you the last one. I don't have time to say much about this, but when you, rem when you remember God, it reminds us of his principles. 
God and His character cannot be separated. He is not just a person. He's a powerful God. He is authority. He is holiness. He's truth. And He is right. When I think of God, I think of holiness. When I think of God, I think of the standard. I think of what's right. Let me give you an illustration of what I'm talking about. Through the years as a pastor, I've visited many, many people, hundreds, thousands of people. I've visited either in their home or hospital or somewhere. I've knocked on 10,000 doors. I don't know how many doors I've knocked on. Inviting folks to church, working to win people to Christ. Sometimes I visit in a place or places that they don't know I'm coming. I, I don't, I'm just going door to door, just street, just door to door, just looking for folks to witness to invite to church. One day I was visiting, it was over here not far from St. Joseph Hospital back in that area back in there. I knocked on the door. A man just he, he, he opened the door. He was standing there. He was holding a Budweiser in his hand. He was nice. He said, how can I help you? I hand him a gospel track, as I always do, and I said, I'm Pastor Fugit from Clays Mill Baptist Church. I'm just out inviting folks to church today. He wanted so bad to make that beard disappear. He, he, he tried to cover it. He tried to, and he realized, hey, it's too late. That's happened to me. Many times. Not, not with him. I, I, not with him. I was just using him. <laughs> illustration. It only happened one time and he learned when I was coming. But anyway. Now I'm not important. But who I represent made him nervous. When I remember God, I think of the principles that he gave me to live by. America was, wasn't built on theories wasn't built on the theory of evolution. Wasn't built on the theory of a critical race theory. Wasn't built on that. When I think of God, I realize the principles this nation was founded on. Our forefathers said that our form of government is only good for a moral people. Our forefathers said without the Bible, men in our nation have no compass to guide and to guard them. America needs to stop today and remember the God of heaven because when I remember him, it makes me praise him for who he is. It not only causes me to praise him, it causes me to put him in his right place first in my life. It reminds me of the debt that I owe him, not of the promises he's made to me, but of the promises I've made to him. And last of all, it reminds me of the principles that he's given me to live by as a Christian, as an American, as a family, and as a church. This Memorial Day, may we truly remember God enough to come into his presence and think of being in the presence of an almighty God. Stand with me, if you will. Heavenly Father, I am glad that our forefathers at some point in time made the recognition that Decoration Day would become a memorial day, a day to remember our fallen. When I read the Thanksgiving proclamations written by our presidents, 
when they took the time to reflect on what you'd done for America, those proclamations ended up being proclamations of praise to our God. May we, Lord, as we enjoy time with family and enjoy picnic and enjoy time off and enjoy the fun of life, we would spend some time to remember. I pray, Lord, if there's one here today that isn't saved, they would trust you as Savior. I pray if there's one here today that is out of your will, that they would rededicate their life, surrender their life to you in your will. Help us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen.